Craig Wessels here from my Yank on the Footy, and I decided rather than trying to record a regular episode as I would normally do, I was planning on doing a short episode uh, this evening as we're running into the uh, the last few hours of the trade deadline, and I wanted to touch on a couple of items as the trade deadline is getting ready to wrap up here, as we still have a number of big names that are out there that are waiting to find out whether or not they're going to have new homes waiting to find out whether or not they're going to be staying where they were the previous year. And quite frankly, we don't know exactly where some of these people are going to be going. So there's a couple you know, trades that have occurred, some big names that have gone on the move, but there are still some big names out there that are waiting to find out whether or not they're going to be heading out and doing their own thing. So looking back at some of the trades that have occurred in the last uh, 24 hours or so, uh, we've seen a few things that have happened. One, Alir Alir has headed from Sydney to Port, and uh, Port's giving up a second-round pick next year for him. And I, I, that was a name that I had not heard mentioned at all as possibly moving on to another club, which a uh, bit of a surprise there. You know, a lot of speed with that with that young man. He's a great uh, alternative ruckman, and I think he's going to do a, a great job in the. Uh, in the center of the uh, defensive structure for the power next year. So I think that was a good get for them. Uh, I saw some things or I read some things uh, earlier today that said that there might've been some issues in Sydney with regards to his work ethic and that sort of thing, that maybe some of the people involved in the player structure had helped to kind of encourage him to move on. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it, it, there were some things that alluded to that. So We'll have to see, but I think he was a good pickup, and it was a shocking pickup, quite frankly, for Port. I didn't see that one coming at all. And, of course, we we know that uh, Adam Saad finally is uh, leaving the hangar and finding his way to uh, to Carlton. And the swap of, I believe, five picks there, along with this deal, maybe four picks, actually, where Essendon's going to be picking up pick eight and, I believe, a fifth-round pick also. Um. And then also uh, sending out, I think, a second and a third round pick along with Adam Saad on the way to Carlton. And Adam Saad, if you look at him as being a, uh, if you were to compare him to a basketball player, he's kind of like a lockdown defender or a uh, football player. If you if you follow Gridiron, the NFL, a cornerback who's covering the wide receivers, he's a little bit like a, a lockdown cornerback, like uh, Darrell Revis used to be. or um, Mike Haynes going back years ago when he played with the Patriots and the Raiders. Um, Lester Hayes with the Raiders 30 years ago as well. Yeah, just a guy who did not let his opponent get the ball. And that's something that Adam Saad has done extraordinarily well. And I, I was listening to a podcast on the way home from school today where they were talking about how he had had given up one goal or nothing to a number of his opponents that he was matched up with during the course of the last couple of seasons. So, you know, a big, big deal to get him in Carlton. You know, Carlton has really done an awful lot to improve their, uh, their standing in the uh, going into the 2021 season. You know, it'll be remain to be seen what, uh, what happens there. Uh, if they add anybody else, uh, Kernow is having uh, knee surgery again. It, that's, if I'm not mistaken, I read that was his seventh knee surgery that he was having in such a long 
you know, long time of trying to recover and in, in a relatively short career, he's been dealing with all these injuries. Is he somebody who's we're never going to see the, uh, the true potential? Well, we might see the potential, but we may never actually see it on the, on the grounds, you know, and looking at the, uh, events taking place with regards to the cats, that is a, uh, um, kind of a mixed bag of things for me there. And I, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it because I'm a little, I'm a little bummed out and I'll get to that part in a minute, but yeah, they've made, they've made, uh, a couple of deals. You know, they sent Lockie Fogarty out. They picked up, uh, picks 30 and 51 from the blues and then turn around and use that uh, pick 30 on Sean Higgins brought in another quality midfielder again, arguably on the other side of 30, but I saw somebody post in one of the Facebook groups today that, you know, the cats they're they're replacing a 36 year old and a 36 and a 35 year old with a 32 and a 31 year old. So they are actually getting younger, uh, relatively speaking. They also, uh, you know, they, they made a deal that it was inevitable. We knew it was coming. I knew it was coming, but it doesn't make it any less painful. is not the right word to, to use, but any less depressing maybe might be the right word to use because I, uh, for those of you who have listened to the podcast from the beginning, I became a cat supporter ultimately. And, and I don't want to say I settled on becoming a cat supporter. I made the decision to jump on board as a cat supporter because of really one player. And that one player was Nakaya Cockatoo. And when I became a fan in the 2017 season, 2018 season, when I solidified my desire to be a cat supporter, he played with such reckless abandon and was just, you know, to me was such just a dynamic force on the field and on the grounds and and for somebody who was brand new to the game didn't know a lot about the game you know i i was uh i was mesmerized by watching him play you know he reminded me a lot of some of the players that you would see playing in the NFL in terms of his his speed and power and that type of thing and his i guess you could say almost bravado he almost you know looked like he had an air of confidence about him so he's on his way to Brisbane you know we knew that was coming doesn't make it any less uh, sad. Uh, they're bringing back a 2021 third-round draft pick to replace him, which you think about it, uh, he was pick 10, I believe, back in 2016, 2015. So he's been around for a while. He still is only 23 years old. And I know that's getting up there, you know, halfway through a career in many instances for for players or a third of the way through the career for players who play a long time. He's been broken down. He struggled to stay healthy, but doggone it. It sure looked like he was getting healthy this year. And I, uh, I'm, I'm disappointed to see him go, but it makes sense that, uh, that he did want to go to get a fresh start. He was struggling to get, you know, time in the midfield again. It's due to injury. But if you look at the list of players that the cats have, that are playing in the midfield, where is the opportunity going to be for him? Now he might have forced, you know, somebody else off of the uh the grounds. He might have forced a Brad Close or a Sam Simpson. Is it Sam Simpson? I think it is Sam, you know, off the grounds, that type of thing. But it's uh 
it really is just like I said, a little sad to see him go. And um, I wish him the best of luck. You know, I think he's going to be a dynamic player for Brisbane. They're going to be fast. You know, you, you put if if he's healthy, you put him out there, with Charlie, you know, running alongside Charlie Cameron. Heck, you've got uh, you've probably got a uh, you know half of a uh, four by four hundred uh, relay team in uh, not necessarily the Olympics, but in you know in some type of a setting. A couple of very fast guys there. You know, so the cats, they of course they're trying to figure out uh what the heck is gonna be going on um in the next eight to ten hours here because they still have one deal in the works and we'll see if it happens. This is this is a an instance here where you've got two two guys who are kind of facing off with one another. Uh, have the Giants and the Cats become the the footy version of the Soviet Union in the United States in terms of the Cold War, who's going to fire the first shot? Is it is it going to happen? I don't I don't friggin' know if it's going to happen or not. You know, they've offered picks thirteen and fifteen. Now I believe they got back more than that in the deal for Tim Kelly, but you know Tim Kelly was what, four years younger. Uh, this is a guy who you know wanted to go home as well, and I. Uh, I don't know if this deal is going to get done. You know, I, I think they were shocked actually when, when GWS decided to match their offer and Mr. Wells might just go ahead and decide to just drop him right back in their lap and say, there you go. You hang on to him. And if he decides not to stay there, that puts him right back in the draft again. And that way, then the cats have, the ammunition in their drafts capital with 13, 15, and 20. And I think they still have 51 left as well because they've traded out a few picks. You know, they've got the ability to uh, to go back up and, you know, pick him up in the, in the national draft if he ends up staying with, with GWS because GWS may decide, you know, ultimately we don't want to pay him. Now, of course, somebody else could come along and draft him. Some other Victorian cl- club could come along and draft him. You know, Essendon could take that pick eight and draft him. Now, doesn't say he has to sign a lengthy contract. I don't believe he's obligated to sign for an extensive period of time once he's reached this point in his career. I'm not sure on that. You can let me know. You can shoot me a comment and say, hey, yeah, that's uh, yeah, he'd only have to be there for a year if he wanted to be. But, uh, you know, it's, it is, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, to see what happens with this, because, you know, I, I, this is really the first trade period where I have tried to, to focus and pay attention as much as I can to what's absolutely going on. You know, there've been a lot of, there's been a lot of player moves. There've been a lot of people moving in and out. You know, I don't know if Jeremy Cameron gets moved. Cats may just walk away. They might decide, you know what? We've added Isaac Smith. We've added Sean Higgins. Maybe we can find another side deal somewhere else and pick up another player that's going to help us. Maybe we can use one of these assets and, you know, pry a uh, another ruck away from somebody, maybe another defender away from somebody to help bring about, you know, a stronger list going in. And still leaving them some capital to to fill in the uh, 
the bottom part of their list. And as I was getting ready to do this live stream tonight, and again, you know, you'll have to let me know how this turns out and how this sounds. I'm not doing all the bells and whistles of my intro music and that type of thing. You know, I'm just looking at the, uh, um, the Podbean live app. And there are a number of things here that, you know, that you can do where you can, uh, yeah, if I say something that is really, really dumb, I can go ahead and include. Yeah, they can boo boo me if they want to, or hey, if I'm if I'm brilliant, which yeah, you know, let's be honest, I don't know if that's going to happen. You might hear that, but uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fill around with those things too much because it's not that uh, not that important or anything of that nature there. But you know, getting back to the cats, I honestly I don't know if they're going to make this move. Their list is older. They've got, uh, arguably, they've got nine guys right now who are on the the north side of 30 who are probably in their best 22. And maybe it's only eight because Jack Steven is still on the list. But we have to ask ourselves, is Jack Steven somebody who's going to be in the top 22 next year? Is he going to be somebody who starts a dozen games next year? Or are they going to actually buy out his contract between now and... Uh, 7.30 this evening, Australia time. I don't know. I haven't heard a whole lot about that since the initial indication that they had been talking to him about that because there's been rumblings that he may be considered retiring, that he may step away from the game. You know, And it would be sad to see him go out that way because this is somebody who I believe was a four-time best and fairest with the Saints, and and he had a, an, a forgettable unforgettable last year if you understand what i mean there it was forgettable but it was also unforgettable everything that went on from you know from covid from getting stabbed and again we still don't know the whole story about that and and we're probably never going to know the whole story but it's uh he may not be there you know so the cats may still have something up their sleeve between now and uh the end of the trade deadline but would it shock you if if they just simply walked away from this GWS deal and you know said you know Jeremy we'd love to get you down here, we think that you would uh, it would be as close to a guarantee of us getting into the uh, the finals, maybe a top four finish and hopefully a, a grand final opportunity if you were here. But maybe we're not going to bet the farm on you, or we're not going to give away the farm because they've got holes to fill. And as I was saying, and I kind of talked around it here, I didn't get back to it. As we were getting to the uh, the beginning of this live stream, uh, I did see a story that broke. And this was, uh, um, I think, Shane Day in the Geelong Mayhem site on uh, Facebook posted that the league um, has finalized or made a decision on list sizes for next year. And it's not a, a huge number or I'm sure I should say a huge difference. They've, they've stated that uh, the minimum list size is going to be 37 and the maximum list size is going to be 44. So basically two spots have been cut from each, uh, each club in terms of like the maximum that they could carry. So, you know, we'll see if that, you know, if how that's going to impact people, but again, it's going to cost, it's going to cost a couple players from each club, their jobs. And, you know, that's something that the, uh, the, the, the players union has to agree to because you're, you're talking, you know, 30 players who are going to be unemployed because of this, this rule change. 
you know, so we'll see if, uh, you know, what's going to happen with regards to who's going to be on list and who's not, because it's fascinating to, to watch this happen. Like I said, this is really my first year paying close attention to what was going on during the trade period. I've been listening to a lot of the, you know, the trade period radio and that type of thing, reading a lot of articles. Uh, it's been interesting because I, I'm a teacher by trade and I'm sitting down here working on some schoolwork tonight as well. And one of my duties during the course of my, my school day is I, I have to supervise a cafeteria. So, uh, during for a half an hour each day. Now I, I don't, uh, I don't generally eat in the cafeteria. I'll bring my lunch with me. In fact, I haven't I haven't purchased anything in the in the school cafeteria in well over a decade. Um, but I'll go down there with my computer, and I'll have my phone with me as well, and I'll open up a podcast app that I use. Uh, the one I the one I use here in the in the states, and I'm sure you can get it anywhere else, is one called Stitcher, and uh, I've just gotten accustomed to using it. You know, it's got some very positive aspects of it. It's got some, probably some drawbacks, but I've, I'm comfortable with it. I've been more comfortable with it than say um, using Apple podcasts or Spotify or things of that nature. It's, I've got a comfort, I've got a level of comfort with it. So it's the one I use. So I'll pop on, you know, uh real footy or the uh, Fox footy, podcast or something of that nature and i'll have it lot yeah i'm not using my earbuds because i need to kind of be able to hear what's going on around in the in the cafeteria and it, it's interesting watching you know kids who don't know that i'm a footy fan and it's hard to believe that none of the kids there don't know that because it's pretty much all i talk about and i've got six or eight footy bumper stickers on my car or stickers on the window of my car you know they'll stop and they'll listen for a second and try to figure out what are these people talking about and i'll explain it to them a little bit and they'll go on their way and they'll they'll go hey oh, there's that weird teacher that likes australian football uh, <laughs> you know the, the one thing i was uh, i was really surprised by and i and I, I went back and i looked and i i uh, i traded notes with uh online today with rick shibani who i've interviewed in previous episodes he was on the uh the finals preview as well and you know we got talking about how you know there was there was a uh you know, one club, and I, I had already earmarked them for a spot in the finals next year. I had already said that they were going to leap from the bottom 10 into the top eight next year. But they've done really nothing. They've made one move, and it was, you know, it was trading out Jesse, Jess Hogan or Jesse Hogan um, to GWS and bringing in pick 55. You know, Fremantle has, you know, has not done a whole lot to add to their list during this trade period. Now, maybe there's something that's going to happen here at the end that we're, we're going to be shocked by, but you know, this is a club that, that defensively was terrific last year, but they really struggled scoring points. And I was just under the assumption that they were going to go ahead and try to figure out a way to bring some more offense to their list. And they have not, they've certainly not done that in uh in this situation here because yeah they've not they've not uh, added anybody to the best i can tell i mean i've scrolled through all of the deals that have been made and there's nothing that's that's happened there they've not made deal one other than other than sending jesse hogan out 
know, they picked up a third round pick. So, you know, that's going to help hopefully bring in somebody that will be able to help them out. But is that youngster going to be able to, to help put an extra eight to 10, 12 points a game on the scoreboard for them? You know, because if they, if they can score another dozen points a game, they're going to, they're probably going to find their way into the finals. You know, so it's, uh, and you know, something that I, I guess, and I, and I've alluded to this and I've, and I've thought about it and I've mentioned it in, uh, I think in other, in other episodes way back when I began the podcast. Um, but do we, uh, do we find ourselves, um, with the teams that are in Perth, you know, since, since the AFL tends to be very victorious centric and, uh, Welcome, let's ride thirty-four to the podcast. Thanks for uh, for your, for hopping in there. Glad you're glad to see you here. Um, but when the teams from West Australia add players from Victoria or from New South Wales, do they have a hard time hanging on to them? And again, I you know, is homesickness that big of a thing? You know, are they? Are they going to, you know, are they going to struggle to find players that want to head to Perth to play? You know, Tim Kelly was one, but Tim Kelly had you know, said, I want to play for the Eagles. So he's playing for the Eagles. You know, but it's, it's, it's something I wonder about, you know, does it put Fremantle at a bit of a disadvantage in terms of recruiting players during the, the trade period because they don't have they don't have the uh the allure of you know being at the hometown team for you know so many players that come out of Victoria. Now I know that there are you know comps all over the country and I'm actually gonna start doing a uh a little bit of a history of some of the major competitions throughout the uh throughout the different states around Australia because I, I I'm looking for, you know, ways to to help learn a little bit about more about the game myself besides just the AFL. You know, so I've had you know, somebody who's been sharing a lot of things from, about the Sandful with me and I want to dig into the waffle, that type of thing as well and and learn the history of those competitions. But, you know, I guess thinking about this, maybe this does put Fremantle at a bit of a disadvantage because players seem to want to go to well, many, not all, but players seem to want to go to a Victorian club. If they, if they're playing in at Gold Coast or they're playing in Brisbane, or maybe if they, you know, if they're from the the Melbourne area and they've been drafted by Port or they've been drafted by Adelaide, that they want to head home down the road. They, they want to play their four or five years of their initial contract, and then they want to get traded back to their hometown, you know, they've, they, maybe they've met somebody, they want to settle down, have a family there and be around their, be around their, their extended family, parents, aunts and uncles, grandparents, that type of thing. And, and, and of course there's nothing wrong with that. I just, I just find it, I find it fascinating because it's, it's something that, that you really, you don't see in professional sports here in the United States. There's not a, uh, there's not a significant, I, I can't recall the last time that an NFL player 
has, you know, said, well, I want to go, you know, I'm playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, but I'm from California. I want to be traded to the, to the Rams. I don't think I've ever heard a player say they want to go to a specific team. Now in major league baseball, it happens occasionally because the players will have contracts that allow them to, to actually have what are called no trade clauses, where if they've, if they've reached a certain point in time in their career, if they played long enough, then they can actually have um, the right to refuse a trade to a club. So, you know, maybe somebody does not want to go play for the New York Yankees, or they don't want to go play for the Dodgers, or they don't want to play for the Cleveland Indians. Because, hey, my Indians don't need an outfielder at all, ever, seemingly. But it's, uh, is this homesickness something that uh, that happens a lot with footy players? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's something that I, I, I have really never noticed that much in other sports. Now, like, like I said, it happens in baseball a little bit. You know, so... We've got three major deals that are probably still going to happen before the the end of the trade deadline, and I'm, you know, I've already been on here a lot longer than I thought it would be today, actually. But you know, you've got you've got Josh Dunkley, you've got Adam Trelore, and of course, as I mentioned, you got Jeremy Cameron, and then you've also got Jaden Stevenson out there, who seems to be on his way out from from Collingwood. Also, you know, you know, Stevenson, Trelore, both heading out. Uh, are these deals going to get done? You know, cause they, they've basically been told by the club, Hey, you know what? We're, uh, we're pretty much done with you. We, we are going to go in a different direction. In fact, we'll go ahead and pay some teams some money to take you away. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to see, let's see what happens here. But like I said, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be an interesting 10 hours or so. Now I'm going to be sleeping through the bulk of that because it's uh 7:40 in the evening here. So when I wrap this up in a few minutes, I'm going to actually I'm going to empty my dishwasher, quite frankly. Uh, but I'm going to get some schoolwork graded, and uh, I'm going to do a little bit more digging into my my next episode that I'm going to be putting out. But I'm going to upload this one as a regular episode here shortly as well. But like I said, this was my first foray, my first experiment experiment in doing a live episode. You know, I'm I like the comfort of being a little bit more scripted than I am tonight. You know, I, I started working on a script and I thought to myself, sorry, I had to cough there for just a moment. I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and try doing this as a live episode and see if you know anybody engages and comes on. And I I appreciate, you know. Appreciate you swinging by here to listen. Hopefully more folks will tune into this after I publish it as a regular episode. But I think we're going to see, you know, a furious sprint to the deadline. Do I think Jeremy Cameron ends up with the Cats? Yeah, I think ultimately he does end up there. You know, are they going to have to give away all three first-round picks? I hope not. If they do... I hope they get back a second rounder this year and maybe a third rounder next year from GWS to uh, to help balance it out a little bit because the Cats have got to realize that they need to start 
bringing in some other young players. I know they've got some some decent young youngsters that are there, but they've just they've just swapped out a couple youngsters who were at that point in their career that they were ready to start filling in some holes there with with Fogarty and with uh, Cockatoo. And again, they've got older players in front of them, so it's time to you know as I think they talk uh, the Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots, how the, he, he likes to churn the bottom of the roster, if you will, finding younger players that can be special teams players with the New England Patriots and that sort of thing. Of course, the Patriots are not very good this year. That you know, Tom Brady is no longer there, so you know we shall see. Uh, we shall see what happens with this. But you know, it's it's been a. Uh, It's been an interesting week and a half here. Now, let's ride. Before I wrap up, did you have any kind of a question you would want to ask? I think you can actually type that in the input uh, bar down at the bottom there. I think you can put it right down here. There we go. Okay, my my response showed up there, so we'll see how this goes. And okay, but like I said, we'll uh we'll see what happens with this. And I I have looked at using the live format here, but I'm not real comfortable quite yet with the whole flying by the seat of your pants. I like to have a little bit more of a uh, something mapped out in terms of what I'm going to be saying. Uh, so, you know, I think if I do this again, I'll, ha- I'll still have a little bit more structure here. Now, don't forget, uh, those of you who are listening to this after I have released this, remember you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or at a yank on the footy on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can reach me by email at a yank on the footy at gmail.com. I will let you know also that I'm very, very close to opening up my merch store. Uh, It's going to be on Redbubble, and I'll have information for that hopefully in the next week or so. I've begun to actually put some of the items online, um, sizing things up, figuring out what types of... uh, things that I want to offer. And one of the neat things about this company, again, it's, you know, it's the holiday season coming up pretty soon. So, you know, if one of your loved ones is listening to the podcast, I'm sure they would love to have a, uh, a yank on the footy t-shirt or a sticker for their car or their laptop, uh, or buy yourself a gift, quite frankly. Um, (laughs) but there are some designs that one of my students has created for me. And, uh, I had her as a student last year, but she's, uh, been in my model UN group for six years. Terrific young lady, great family. Uh, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to her probably for some more ideas uh, as we go along here. Uh, she's a terrific graphic artist. So as I wrap this up, ladies and gents, again, I truly appreciate you listening. This was a uh, a whole new way of going about doing this. So I don't know how how much you. Uh, will enjoy this. Please let me know in the uh, comments on the Podbean app. Let me know what you think. Should I do more live 
podcast, you know, don't, you know, sure. I know I need to brush up and get a little bit better going live here. Um, you know, I do, t- I talk for a living besides, you know, I do this for fun, but yeah, I'm a school teacher. So I talk a lot. I work as a public address announcer announcing football and soccer games here in the state. So I talk a lot there as well, but I, uh, I kind of like the idea of doing this. And once I figure out the ins and outs of how I can go about actually bringing people on board, it it's, looks as though I can actually bring people on and have them kind of calling in through their computer or through their phone and discussing things with them online. I need to figure out how to do that. But I wanted to, to go through the process of getting this information out there before the evening got away from me tonight. So Again, let's ride 34. Thanks for tuning in for the live version of this. Uh, those of you who are tuning in, I recorded this uh, beginning at about 7.15 on uh, Wednesday evening here in Sandusky, Ohio. I'm going to release this as soon as I figure out, how to, figure out how to get it uploaded as a regular episode. But hey, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll do this again very soon. Don't forget... Uh, Thanks. See, the text does work. All right. Um, Don't forget that you can, uh, like I said, you can find this podcast on your favorite podcast hosting site. And um, hopefully you'll share a link with your friends. And may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. Insert music that I don't have here right now. Have a great evening.